Anyway, I got a bit interrupted in my last presentation. So anyway, this is between Joe and Cat. Cat Williams, I think his name is. Um, comedian and all these other aspects. And they were bringing up some really intriguing topics that are up, up, actually up, up my alley in my studies. So I thought I might produce this and um, I'm just under halfway through it. I wish now that I'd actually started it from the, the beginning of their yarn. But um, I thought, well, why not do it now? Better late than never, as they say. So we'll probably have about a two or three minute introductory and then um, we'll get into this little um, discussion between these two gentlemen, Joe and Kat, and um, I'll do my usual thing like I do on when um, our old mate comes on and I do a pause and cut in and, and add my own little two cents in the whole interview. I think this might be fascinating, to be honest with you. I'm already finding it fascinating listening. And I think you'll enjoy my two cents here and there in between each um, bit that I feel like I need to just drop in. Right, guys. Well, let's get this thing going and um, enjoy. So I hear you have forgotten some things about yourself. Well, I'm here to remind you that you have a beautiful heart. You are smart, important, funny, kind, and caring. You are unique. You are so special. You are worthy of love, respect, and affection. You are perfect exactly as you are. You are wise, wonderful, brave. You are rare. You are lovable. You are inspiring. You are amazing. You are stronger than you think. You are never too much. And you are always enough. That's right. That's right. Hey, welcome to the room. We're about to kick this off with Kat and Joe Rogan. And a sprinkle of Oz. even actually blow your mind. That's right. We might even blow your mind. Welcome to the broadcast. You're about to blow your mind, Corey. There's no doubt about it. Watch your species, watch your origin. We are 
we are about to put you in a different mind frame. That's right. Get your popcorn ready, guys. Oz might blow your mind tonight. We're going interdimensional, extraterrestrial. That's right. Seriously mm -hmm. enlightenment. Mm -hmm. Shut up. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's go. All right. As I said, Joe and um, Kat's going to have a bit of a yarn, and I'm going to interject here and there, as I do with uh, Max. Max is the guy I was thinking about. Um, I wish I'd have done it from the start, and I only got about just under halfway through it, and I thought, shit, I could have made some good commentary with this. In this, in this discussion that I like to do actually and um, so let's go let's go down the woohoo um, ladder and see where things go here guys enjoy enjoy the Joe Rogan experience train my day Joe Rogan podcast my night all day what's up how are you <laughs> I can't believe we never met each Oh, well, it's going to start from the beginning. So let's hear it from the beginning, I guess. Stuff it. Yeah, let's do it. Till today. That's kind of crazy. It's really weird. It's kind of crazy. It was always like at the store, like, Cat was here last night. I'm like, fuck. It was always two ships in the night. Right. I would, I would see you and I'd be able to get to you. Like, comedy is small, but... Only if you're mediocre. <laughs> it's big. It's a vast, vast place. It's vast, and it's also small, because yeah. there's so few of us. And worldwide, we were talking about this the other day. There's maybe 500 of us on the planet. 250. You know, you got to be real generous and say 500, because it's really probably about 250. Right. Like, legit comics, guys you want to hang out with, guys who are fun. Yeah, guys, who your you'd numbers recommend. going down. Your numbers going down. Your numbers going down. <laughs> guys, you'd recommend leave your house, get a babysitter. The numbers going down. It's not a lot of people, right? You think about the billions and billions of people on the planet. There's a little smidgen of us. Well, as as children, we all take to talking with ease, and so the fact that later on in your life. You be one of the people that could say I talk for a living 
amazing honor. It's amazing. Even if you look a thousand years back. Yeah, especially today. Did you be able to talk for a living? Oh my God. What, and that, that's the problem also with what we do, is that everybody can talk. So they see you talking, mm -hmm. they're like, I can do what he's doing. Right. He's just up there talking. And the better you do it, the easier it looks, right. which is part of the trap. Yeah, it's part of the trap. It yeah. looks like he doesn't think about what he says. He just says stuff. But you, you couldn't be as accurate. No, no. And then there's hanging around with comics and getting to know about shit like their electric Rolls Royces. <laughs> this is going to take a second. I'm going to have to publish, um, pump this into a different um, platform. So I'm not happy with the way it's coming through. Let's see if this works better. Hey, welcome to the room. Good to see you. Joe and um, Kat Williams having a yarn, and I'm going to interject here and there. If I get this little audio device thing working fine. Ah, uh, she's dead, is he? Ah, oh, shit. <clears throat> just give me a sec, guys. I just don't like the audio content. It's coming too low, and it's going to annoy the hell out of me. That battery's gone as well. Um... What the hell happened to that? Mm. Right. All right, we just got to make do with what we got. Somehow, I've lost the battery system here. This is really weird. I don't know where the hell that went. All right, well, let's continue. It should be audio audible enough to hear it. Right, if Satan hits me, <laughs> just know I'm hitting Let's back immediately. <laughs> you're you're going to know about it if I've never heard it. Yeah, the electric specter. That thing is insane. That thing's insane. Just the way the doors open up, the way the doors close when you touch the brakes. <clears throat> totally silent. For the price point, it, has, it would have to be perfect. And the whole thing is, it is. And that's... That's what you're trying to do in any genre, like you're trying to find that thing that is flawless in that genre. Right. And uh, that's it. That's the Rolls Royce. I've never had one of those. Right. Well, because because it's important to you that you be grounded in the important ways. So I can see you not have had, have, having not had a Rolls Royce. I've had four, five. <laughs> I'm not opposed to it. It's just uh, the idea of it to me is like, don't do that. For me, you know, I'm always like, eh, get away from that. Go right, right. Muscle car. What does it, well, see, you see what I mean? Yeah, because because we live vicariously through these things and it's been that way for all of humankind i'm sure. saying it was still like that um for the roman and his chariot oh, like yeah. that's how he felt like that's that's how horsemen feel about that ride you yeah. know like yeah yeah transportation and people have a love story yeah that's really the only object that i'm really into like I'm, I'm into yeah, vehicles. I'm into mechanical vehicles. Right. There's like something about mechanical vehicles that just speak to me. I love them. I love looking at them. I love sitting in them. I love driving them. It's just like it's one of the things that people say like money can't buy you happiness. That's definitely true. If you're fucked up, you're not going to get happier if you get rich. But if you're already reasonably happy and you can afford a nice muscle car, god mm -hmm. damn, you'll feel happier. You will feel but, happier. 
but every time. Every time. So what I'm saying is when I got the 67 Chevy Camaro, Mm. I needed no other cars. Mm -hmm. I was complete. When I got the Grand National, Mm -hmm. you couldn't tell me anything. There was nothing on the highway that was of my ilk. But I've felt that way um, 12, 13 times. That's what makes it real love. Yeah, they give you real joy. Yeah. Every time you drive them. And you feel like that character in that movie. You Fuck know? yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah, you drive a 1970 Chevelle, you feel like John Wick. <laughs> yeah, it's a sacred, <laughs> sacred place. There's music there. There's yeah. recklessness, but there's safety. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like um, it, it gets to the essence of a being. And I think it's a thing that won't exist 100 years from now. I think automated driving will be mandatory. I really do. I don't. I think we're about a well, hundred years away. They're talking about bringing into legislation cars over fifteen years old that a mechanic can be fined for working on them. This is how ridiculous they're getting. But how close we're getting to what they're talking about too. Hundred years away from no, no personal automobiles. No control of your vehicle. We're going to stop all crashes. We could stop all crashes and all highway deaths. Come on, cat. Won't you contribute and give up all your rights to drive? We're it's, going to stop all death. Yeah, it's not. But understand that it. all of these things have um, financial benefits, and then they use those perks you just mentioned to get you in. But I believe that um, it'll be mandatory. But but for practical reasons, like this thing where the police want you and they have to chase you and you may get away, those those days are done. Yeah, they're just going to shut your car off. Yeah. Your, your car is going to do what they yeah. tell it to do, yeah. which is get behind this patrol car and follow us to the station. There's Lock speculation the that like, they've, they've had that for a long time, you know. There was uh, that, yeah. that famous journalist, Michael Hastings, what was his name? There's this journalist. I don't know if you know this story, but <clears throat> it's pretty crazy. This guy went to um, Afghanistan. It's Afghanistan with the troops. And he was only supposed to be there writing a Rolling Stone article about this general for a very short amount of time. But then there was a volcano in Iceland. And the volcano in Iceland stopped air travel. So he, this journalist from the Rolling Stone was embedded in this, this troop. And they started talking shit. And he started reporting the shit that they were talking, including disparaging comments that the general had said about Obama. Uh So the general gets back. He has to retire. He has to, you know, it's the Rolling Stone exposed. It's a big deal because everybody loves his general. So he retires, and this Michael Hastings guy is on the run. And he's terrified. He's telling people, "If, if I commit suicide, I did not kill myself. People are threatening my life. And then he's going down La Brea, and his car is going like 120 miles an hour and just slams into a tree and explodes. And there's a video footage of it. This dude is just flying, look at that, flying down the street. Hits a tree, and the car explodes. And they asked security experts at that time, I think it was like 2005, 2004, 2005, is it possible to control a vehicle remotely? Mm-hmm. They said, does your vehicle have a computer? If your vehicle has a computer, they can control it. Period. There's a way. And they know that. And they've been doing that for... Th- this is... 2010. 2010. So this is 14 fucking years ago. Easy peasy. 
If they could do that then, what can they do now? Let's just shut your fucking car right off. That's when this article came out. I'm sorry. So I think the accident was 2013. Oh. There you go. Well, how was the article in 2010 if the accident's in 2013? Uh, well, the article came out first and exposed McChrystal. Oh, oh, the Rolling Stone yeah, article. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, you yeah. meant the article that, oh, on, the, on the accident. If so, you actually do reading about Tesla... See, that's the thing, Joe. That's why I love history so much, because once you find out that this world is a circle, you can never get lost. Like, you can look at certain things and it'll tell you what's going to happen later, like with amazing accuracy. Like, um, yeah, like that's how I knew that things like what you showed me with Hastings, that those were real things. Yeah. Um, it's not... They've always been real. It's it, Everybody who has ever been killed in one of those ways, there was a financial benefit to it. It was obvious. It was easy. You know where it came from. It's yeah. just that they do a good job. But how, how is that difficult if that's your job? Like, they exactly. do this... They do this really well. They do it worldwide. Um Hey, hey, how you going, Lou? Yeah, I'm just doing a, um, I'm doing all right, man. I'm just doing a, a thing between Joe Rogan and, um, Pat Williams, I think his surname is. Um, not very familiar to me, but some interesting conversations between them. And I was just going to pause here and there if there's something that comes up. And, um, yeah, that it already has. I was already nearly halfway through it, and um, I thought, stuff it. And then the thing won't play from there, so it's playing from the start. And, yeah, I just want to add my own two cents here and there because there's a lot of stuff that comes up that is, yeah, got my eyebrows going as well. Also, this guy fucked with the worst person you could fuck with, a high-ranking beloved general who's in charge of trained killers who love him. And you don't think he could put one of those dudes on you? With a coffee meeting? Just have a sit-down at Starbucks with no phones on you? And let me explain what's going on. A shadow government is no more difficult than a government. Yeah. And so, not only that, you don't, they don't have to get elected. It's even better. Even nicer. They can stay for a long time. They can, I mean, think about J. Edgar Hoover. How long did that motherfucker stay in power for? He was running the FBI wearing a dress for like 30 years. Because of what you just discussed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like there are that, that's why I can speak with impunity about the Illuminati. And I must admit, in this presentation, that the three of us are pretty smashed, to be honest with you. There's no doubt about it. Because I know who you would have to be in order for what I'm saying to bother you, number one. Right. Number two, I know your big secret. I know that you're not the Illuminati. I am. So, <laughs> <clears throat> you can't be illuminated. You're too dark. But the the difficulty is getting people to believe something that they don't want to believe. And in each of these cases, this is where the money is. If you're just a capitalist, it is find something establish a value for it and make sure that that includes your profit and make sure people really want it. Right. What he's saying pretty much is a world of um, courtocracy, I call it myself, is it's um, it's pretty much run by those sort of aspects of life, you know, when you think about it. 
under the um, the revolution back in the last hundred years. It all boils down to um, consumer affairs and courtocracy, and that's pretty much where the um, money is leading when you, you look at these sort of aspects. Right. It, it, it's very fundamental. Also, you know? if you're running corporations and you're yeah. making billions of dollars, yeah. you're going to get bored. What's the ultimate game? The ultimate game is to run the whole world. You know what the yeah. ultimate game is, Cat? I do. We have an overpopulation problem, Cat. Yeah, it's an overpopulation problem. Right, and we're gonna we're gonna be able to mitigate that with vaccines. We're gonna be able to mitigate that with with healthcare. Right, we're gonna figure that out. We're gonna we're gonna get rid of a bunch of people. We used it's to be like, able to do it with neglect, and it was. I don't think they necessarily have a problem with the um with that sort of issue more than they have a problem in the uprising, being like the movie out of ants. They can't allow us to get too big because if we get too big, we can take down the structure. And this might explain the whole thing of the great resets that we go through every 100 to 150 years. It was called <laughs> nature's way. <laughs> right. You know, right. like like whatever was ailing you, it wasn't ailing everybody in the world. The Chinese didn't have it because right. they had 6,000 herbs 6,000 years ago and knew what each one did. And, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, people are very resistant to that, but they don't realize that almost all pharmaceutical drugs come from plants. A, a you big, can't be a, a, against the original. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's, like, that's government propaganda working on you. That's like when they remember when they had Marinol, when they were making weed illegal and the people had, were going through cancer and their doctors had prescribed them weed for chemotherapy. So they gave them Marinol. Do you remember that shit? I it do. Was, it's like a synthetic version of weed that's terrible. I, but, but terrible is subjective. Right. To nothing. So they have this, um, oil-like cannabis that is for um, people having seizures. Right. And it's the only thing that will stop a seizure. Yeah, it's incredible. It is. But here's the thing. <clears throat> the fact that there is a God is the biggest conversation worldwide. But the truth of the matter is... There is more reason for you to believe there is a God than there is for you to not. Like the way that things interact, like if we're just talking about marijuana or alcohol or whatever that is, you have to understand. Now, what he's going to go into, guys, prick your ears up and really listen, because it is a really, I think, a great analogy of people and we're not talking biblical God or anything like that. We're just talking the essence, I guess the um the source and it does make a hell of a lot of sense and this is the sort of way that i look at it myself as well have a listen to this to understand that this thing serves no other purpose than to bring pleasure to this small 
group of beings. Right. And the fact that it already was set up to do that, the fact that it was already set up on this planet for there to be medicines for us to find and mm. to utilize. And yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, it's not like, oh, yeah, so he made a cow. No, to make a cow, it means you had to also have made grass. And it means you would have had to have invented a whole new eating system for this animal, which That's was true. good. And that means you would... You would then have to have given him three stomachs to be able to, and you would have to have known that he was going to then emit a gas that was going to be necessary and on the planet. Like, mm, yeah. This is the thing of life, guys. I mean, it might come across that we're, whether we're, we're probably one of the worst climatized species on this planet. <clears throat> There's a high possibility that we were genetically, you know, modified to live here. But you think just even down, if that's the case, okay, fair enough. But if you even go into the animal kingdom, look at the diversity and the um, sustainability that has been created here. There's, is that chance? I mean, really? What are the odds, let alone uh, whether it's a, a seal in the ocean or a shark or a cow grazing in the land like they're talking about? What are the odds that everything coincides with each other? The bees pollen certain birds with certain other issues with plants. They're, um, I find it very, very hard to see that there is not a master plan at hand here. Um, I find that, yeah. Whether, whether that creature or that being um, gives a shit, that's another issue. But I think in the way that it has presented itself, that it does. I think we're open to sort of like a free will situation, but here are your, everything to nourish you in your life is there. And um, so I don't see that as a, as a, as a bad um, sort of creator that doesn't really care. I see that as a creator that's just letting free will rhyme and experiencing that as we experience it ourselves in our own sort of um, aura or realm. Um, I think we're like orbs and our body goes back to um, a certain spiritual growth, which is outside of us, which is our consciousness. This is just a vehicle at the moment for a um, physical plane, so to speak, on a different level of um, consciousness and plane. And that's why we don't comprehend how virtually internal we are in our own orb spheres and all these other aspects. If we're from the source, nothing seems to go back to nothing. Um, most things with flames and all these other aspects. We go, I think, back to a consciousness that is our true consciousness in the, the realm of spheres. And we vibrate. Um, a certain tone and um, we attract each other and maybe we choose which is a high possibility we choose to come back here um, with each other which is known as split flames these are high high possibilities in my um, research and in, in the certain things about the afterlife and all that sort of thing because <clears throat> it also seems about 30 is the usual genre that most people talk about incarnated lives that they can come up with. 
the ones that have talked about it, if you're into that sort of thing. I mean, even in biblical times, it sort of hints to that sort of thing where it talks about um, Elijah being John. Is this Elijah, you know? That's sort of a connotation, I guess you could call it, to um, uh, reincarnation, you know? But yeah, reincarnation is a really weird thing. I've studied it for years about it, you know? And it's just like, there's different levels to it. It's not just an absolute of it's this day or that day. Some incarnations seem to be around about the 30 years. So quite a lot of them, actually. Someone would happen in the war and they'd come, but then there's quite a lot that have happened virtually instant, instantaneously. I'm pretty sure that's how they picked the um, the Dalai Lama, I think it is, in Tibet. Um, they put, like... Um, certain things on a table and the child picks to make sure that it is actually the incarnation of that guru or whatever. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's really weird how the life cycle works. Right, let's get back to this. Yeah. Like none of these things. Fertilizer. Are, 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 right. The seeds. fact that everything goes together is mm -hmm. how you know. It's pretty wild. And every time we step in and fuck with it, it goes haywire. Right. Every time human beings do it. Predictably haywire. Haywire. Right. Haywire. Right. But that's part of that's part of the benefits of free will. Mm hmm Is you really can jump into a volcano, dude. Yeah. <laughs> haywire. <laughs> you really can. I mean, think about what we've done to wildlife. The why the the craziest thing in this country, especially right here, is pigs. Bro, wild pigs are everywhere. And there's so many of them. I went yeah. to a friend of mine's farm, or well, it's like a ranch to, to hunt wild pigs, yeah. and oh, uh, you just you. hear them like yeah. like Lord of the Rings characters in the bushes, <laughs> and there's 150 of them near you, 250 of them, thousands on the ranch. They're all over the place, and they have three litters a year, and they start having litters when they're six months old. They just pump out piglets. Let's go. You can tell they're not delicious. They are delicious. Oh well, then here we go. Then they, we don't really delicious. have we don't really have a problem. Then right. do we? No, we have a we need to eat pigs problem. No, <laughs> we we need to be sending this off somewhere yeah. to someone who does. Well, definitely we should. That would be an easy way to solve a lot of hunger problems. I'm saying we live in a country yeah. where we're complaining about food sources. It's a good point. These chickens are pecking us to death. <laughs> they're everywhere. <laughs> I can't what do we eat do? Sleep. <laughs> Yeah, but they're delicious, yeah. right? Yeah. You have more chickens. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Crazy. Yeah, we do have an overabundance problem for sure. We really do. But the pig thing is a wild one. It's, it's hard to get them. Like you gotta, you get, they're very smart and they spread out. And there's so fucking many of them. They shoot them with helicopters. They oh, fly yeah, over them. Right. right. I've been invited three times since I moved here to go shoot pigs out of a helicopter. But that's part of the reason that you came to Texas. The freedom, Texas, for sure. Texas is a place of great adventure. Yeah. And people who believe in that. Yeah. Right. It's really God's country in the right places. It is in the right places. I think mm -hmm. you're going to have annoying people everywhere you go in this world. But in general, I think the people here overall are nicer, they're friendlier, and they're not captured 
they're not captured by the ether of Hollywood. That they haven't been sucked into the the vortex of ideological thinking and just that weirdness of that town. So when you escape that and just be around regular people, you're like, oh, people are all right. I'm just been in an insane asylum. You're looking for a girlfriend. <laughs> you know, like you you have right. to be in a place where you're around good people, like normal people. That's better for you. You're not trying to say that people that happen to live there are not nice people. That's There's not, a lot of nice people there, for here's, sure. Here's the thing. Hopefully we can agree that the problem is with extremes. Yes. Extreme anything. Yeah. Extreme left is as vicious and as as far right. Yep. It's, you know, the middleness of it all. That makes America great. And for Texas sure. has been front and center of that forever. I think a, a big part of it, though, is how much does your government control you? That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking, soldier. And I'm going to play your song. I don't care. Nope. I'm taking that down. Talking about Texas and all these other issues. I want to scroll back a bit here. That's right. Hmm. I need a quick break, I reckon. I just need to get my head back into sort of a, a perspective, I guess you could call it. And I want to find the right vibe that I want to do it in, to be honest with you. There's no doubt about it. And I'm getting pretty bloody close. Getting pretty close. If I scroll, I scroll, I scroll... I should be able to get there. But unfortunately, this scrolling is happening a lot longer than what I expected at this moment in time, to be honest with you. All right, let's have a quick break. Are you tired of being called a conspiracy theorist? Do you see patterns where other people don't? Are your relationships with your friends and family suffering as a result? Well, then ask your doctor about noticinol. Noticinol is an FDA-approved drug that helps people afflicted by chronic noticing. It works by suppressing the part of your brain responsible for critical thinking so you can get back to living carefree. Side effects of taking Noticinol may include, but are not limited to, heart attacks, sudden adult death syndrome, storming the capital, unironically enjoying late-night television, and in rare cases, Bryant's delteritis. People who take Noticinol once a day report up to a 97% decrease in noticing. Do your own research to find out if Noticinol is right for you. You can't stop coincidences from happening, but you can stop noticing them. And now, for more severe cases, try Extra Strength Noticinol Jew. Say goodbye to noticing. I I gave the extra strength. It really does help, guys. It really does help. Time for a break. Hey! for my Mexican friends out there. I don't really get to talk to them much. Straight from the Navy. 
Um, this isn't doing it justice. Let's do this song justice. One for my American lads and lasses. I think you might find this fascinating if this works out <clears throat> under my protocol. Let's see how we go here. I'm a That's pretty bloody good as far as I'm concerned. Let's do the rest of it. Yeah, one more more minute and we'll get back into this broadcast. is out there, something very entertaining for you, there's no doubt about it. Getting back now on track of where I was actually at, is Joe and um, Matt, I think his name, I keep forgetting his name to be honest with you, yeah, Matt Williams. Um, <clears throat> he sounds like a very curious character, I haven't really come, I don't think ever really across him probably have, but I just can't remember him. I'm not in, much into com comedy. But he brings us some really um, eyebrow-sort-of-raising eye yeah, issues. And I think this is freaking fascinating. So I'm going to continue with Joe and Matt. Enjoy. Even when things don't even make sense. Like, in California, they made flavored vapes illegal. Can you imagine? You're yeah. Like, Strawberry mist is our number one That was problem. fine, but they let it also hurt black people in that 
it counted menthol as a flavor and hurt Newport. So you can't sell menthol cigarettes in California? Right. They that have their own cigarettes. They have non-menthol Newport cigarettes. Terrible. Why do black people like menthol so much? What's that about? <clears throat> it's a totally different type of cigarette. You're going to get me canceled. No. Um, this is very racist, this is conversation, even, even though neither of us are. Just talking about a type just, of cigarette just that people saying, enjoy? Just saying, why do black people like Newport so much? And a black, and a black person actually getting ready to answer this? Ah, oh, it's terrible on all ends. Um, I don't think it is. Well, I don't think it is either, because yeah. we have a, a new... It's like if you start asking me about spaghetti, I'm not going to get offended. You start asking me about Italian food or why, why are Italian people so loud? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get. How offended. many people have ever died of pasta-related illnesses? <laughs> a lot, Joe. A lot of fatso's out there kicking the bucket, that's, bro. That's not because of pasta. That's an overabundance of carbohydrates. They sir. were gonna be fat wherever they lived, sir. <laughs> Maybe that's an over. <laughs> gonna be great bread eaters and delicious high-carbohydrate food. They couldn't stop it. People are addicted to food like they're addicted to anything. If there's a thing that I could ever be addicted to, it's that. Right. That's all of us, though. All of us. And what a blessing. Yeah, we have so much. Starving people aren't addicted exactly. to anything, and they don't have food-related illnesses. Exactly. exactly. But back to where we were. Yeah. You were asking the me about, the, the, right. about just... the menthol cigarettes. Oh, that's right. And, and the answer is... Um, we value strength in product. So there's this whole thing with liquor and malt liquor and the difference between the two. And one is richer and stronger. Oh, uh, the uh, more potent version. Right. And as, okay, a, as a people, we tend to go with those products. Things that are uh, stronger. That makes sense. Right. Like before things were called concentrate. Yeah. That's what we appreciated. Mm, that makes sense. Concentrate. And the fact that um, menthol is a natural thing. So, you know, right. anybody who is from the South knows about mint plants and, you know. And menthol used always... as a skincare product, like yeah. injuries and shit. Right. Like you appreciate that as a flavor profile as right. well. You know. That makes sense. The mint julep. It's just telling people they can't have that anymore. Who the fuck are you? That's well, my position. Well, and that's a, a noble position, and we appreciate the fact that you represent that. But the truth of the matter is not pretty. And the truth of the matter is... I must admit, during this conversation, I'm pretty sure both of them are off their tits. There's no doubt about it. By the looks of the smoke going around the room. Bloody hell. Is that most people would like to be controlled more by their government if they to make it easier? Bloody. Maybe. Most people are all for government control as long as they don't have to discuss it. Yeah. As they long as it works in their favor, they'll give up a lot of rights. 
and then hopefully the next administration that's rights right are generally worthless at the time. I, I, yeah. I, I don't even think I've seen Joe so smashed in all the shows I've seen of him. They're whacked, man. Whatever weed they brought in that night, these guys are freaking smashed. I don't care what anyone says. Well, there's a lot of people that if the government can make life easier, a lot of people have it hard, right? So the government yeah. comes in and says, I'm going to make it easier for you, but I'm right. going to need certain requirements of you. I'm going to need you to have a digital ID. A digital ID will be attached to a social credit score. And we're going to give you universal Absolutely basic income. You rich. no longer have to worry about food or shelter. You'll be taken care of. And now you can pursue your dreams. Is this the mark of the beast you're yeah, speaking of, sir? I think it is. Right. I, look, That's the whole thing is it's never been difficult at any point in history. Like. Like, we got a dude right now that's telling you front and center that I put a computer in somebody's head, guys. Right. Like. Yeah. And like, everybody's going, yay. It's the greatest thing in the world, sir. Yeah. But we understood this 15, 20, 25 years ago. We understood while watching Tron or while watching Cyborg, we understood that there was just this small line medically that needed to be crossed in order for us <laughs> to be able to do these things. Yeah. Like if you can hook a battery up to an octopus and make it go like this, you're halfway there. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because this, this is a, this is a machine that mm -hmm. we have. It's a biological here. machine. Right. And once yeah. you understand it, you understand it. Yeah. And you yeah. can fuck with that machine. You could juice it up. You could fucking get it stronger. You get it smarter. This you is do a lot of things with that machine. This is what the Anunnaki said. Yeah. This Here is how you know that these are not made up things from people's imagination, because everything. Yeah, you you can see Osman going back in his seat and um, grabbing a a nice beverage um, to continue with the rest of this. The Anunnaki. Here we go. It's too factual. Like like this necklace, right? Right. People online were like, "Yeah, is that Buddhist or that's uh, this or that?" It, it's none of that. Like, like I just try to find the answers to things. So Time I, to blow I, your ship, mind. I designed this because this is that thing that you see that all the Anunnaki guys that have that look oh. like a rich watch, and they always have it, and you're always trying to see what that mm. is. Yeah, what is that? It is a time oh, and it's a compass. It's a timekeeping compass. That's what so, that is? Yeah. So that's what made the carrier of great importance because he was able to do things that were magical in nature, like go somewhere and get right back. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, like that that thing on the wrist was a compass? A time keeping a time keeping compass. compass. Yeah. A oh right. So you had to believe in things that didn't exist at some point, like magnetics and um distance and right. probabilities. And right, right, that's how, like, if you if you were to read like thousands of books about people that knew a bunch of shit, 
Like you start finding out that it's not really about knowing anything. It's about where to go to get the information. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so like when we look at all the ruins all around the world, like we're not seeing ruins of colleges and universities and all of that. We're seeing temples and synagogues and churches. and But people don't understand that that's where that information was coming from for that period of time. When we went to these temples, they weren't in there singing and reading from a book. They were in there being taught things that they were able to go put into practice. You see what I'm saying? Like they were being taught our agriculture. You know what I mean? Like they were being taught. Yeah. Yeah. They had some very bizarre knowledge too. They had a detailed knowledge of cosmology. They they, they had a really detailed knowledge of our solar system. 100% of the writings across the world whoever said anything about space or the universe or what was out there, why were all of them correct, Joe? It's not even possible. Like, Mm. how did they know that Mars was the red planet and why was it a worldwide fact? Right. Planetarily, Saturn had rings, like, based upon what information? Because nobody worldwide is disagreeing. Nobody's like, oh, I thought of this, or I, it came to me in a dream. Nobody's saying that anywhere in anybody's civilization. Everybody's civilization says this information came from the people that came from it. Yeah. It's, like, there are no coincidences. Well, they know that Mars used to have an atmosphere. Mars used to have an atmosphere, used to have water. Something happened to its environment. If if that's correct, then there's yeah. a guy right now saying he's getting ready to put people up there. Yep. Exactly. You Restart see? it all over again. 50 years ago, there was no water in our whole universe. Let them tell it. Now there's been water almost everywhere. There's water on the moon, for crying out Are loud. you familiar with the Younger Dryas Impact Theory? Do you know what that is? Say what it is. Younger Dryas Impact Theory is a theory that Earth goes through a cycle of like comet storms every June and every November. And most of the time, nothing happens. But every now and again, we get hit. We get hit big. And they think we got hit big 11,800 plus years ago. And that that had to restart civilization. And that what you're seeing from like Mesopotamia, all these people 6,000 years later, they think that is a rebuilding of civilization that was already like just whispers and stories and tales. And then they rebuilt it again thousands of years later. But if you go back to like 11,800 BC, uh, 11,800 years ago, you're, you're dealing with what we thought were hunter gatherers. And now we know they weren't. Now we know they built complex stone structures. And the real speculation is they think that the people who built the pyramids built them way earlier than the conventional dating is. They think there's real evidence that shows no, they're 9,000, 11,000 years old. Easy. No people built the pyramids. No people? No. Who built them? No people built the pyramids. And if, you, and if you look around the world, you see certain telltale things that let you know that advanced machinery was in usage. Look, there, <clears throat> For this sure. whole thing where slaves are stronger people is a fallacy. We like to believe that slaves are stronger. 
Slaves are weaker because they don't eat the right food and they live a terrible life. Um, your slave population is not smarter and better conditioned well, they unless they you're enslaving the Jews. The they stopped thinking that quite a while ago. They think it was actually skilled labor because of the way they were eating. They found what their camps were, where their food was. They ate like very good food. So they think they were actually skilled labor, but also probably forced skilled labor. But that's probably not the people who built it. That's probably the people that were working on it. That's the, yeah. probably the people that worked in the village or in the in you know in the city. How many companies have done renovations on the White House? None of them have done enough renovation that they can claim it's their White House. So yes, thousands of years worth of people were there, but that doesn't have anything to do with the building. Of Who do you it. think built it? Well, understand, we, we know enough now to understand that this was a complex. This was not... Um, right. We've been led to believe that this is how much they worshipped their dead bodies. Right. But the evidence doesn't show any of that. No, like, it doesn't. Like when you see inside when they have those intricate carvings and paintings and stuff in gold and stuff, you have to remember... This is in a windowless room, folks. There's no candle soot. There's no, this, <laughs> uh, it's clearly a power plant and built specifically for that location on this planet. For What do you think it was powered usage? by? Um, the um, hot water springs underneath it. So it was powered by the hot water springs? And to, but what, to what end? How do you know all this, first of all? Is this marijuana talk? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> um, this is... Um, Where did you read this? <clears throat> if, you, if you follow information about humankind, you find out that in all parts of history, people were coming to this region for their information and their knowledge and their things yes. that were forbidden. And yep. their, these, these were not, uh, the, these were the, the highest of human civilization. Not even comparable to anyone else. No. Nor since. Nor since. Now or, yeah. Nor since. Right. The and, Great Pyramid of Giza is insane. Right. <laughs> like, it's insane. like. Even Tesla says that this is where he came to get the information. But if you follow that information pathway, um, it leads you to this character called Thoth, right? And the emerald tablets um, of Thoth are literally mind-changing and mind-blowing just because you understand when this was written and... The terminology being used is um, when was it written? Far too accurate for now. So, uh, mm. I'm, I'm sure that here it is. Emerald tablet. Thoth reminds me of um, I think it was not Enoch Meth. Not Methuselah, there's someone there. Uh, I think it ties in also with the Tower of Babel. I forget the character's name in the scriptures. But T might bring it up anyway. Let's see where we goes with this one. 
also known as the Smargdine Smargdine tablet or the Tabula Smargdina. Oh, I fucked that up. Uh, it's Hermes, a compact and Trismegistus. Cri- yeah. Magistus, Cryptic yeah. Hermetic text. It was highly regarded by Islamic and European alchemists as the foundation of their art. Though attributed to the legendary Hellenistic figure Hermes Tris- Trismegus. How do you say it, bro? Trismegistus. The text of the Emerald Tablet first appears in a number of early medieval Arabic sources, the oldest of which dates to the late 8th or early 9th century. It was translated into Latin several times in the 12th and 13th centuries. Numerous interpretations and commentaries followed. So what does it say, though? The Egyptian god Thoth. Okay, it says, beginning in the 2nd century BC onwards, Greek texts attributed to Hermes... uh, a syncretic combination of Greek god Hermes and the Egyptian god Thoth appeared in Greco-Roman Egypt. Those texts knows that, known as the Hermetica are heterogeneous, hetero, heterogeneous collection of works that in the modern day era are commonly subdivided into two groups. The technical Hermetica compromising of astrological, medical, botanical, alchemical, and magical writings and the religio- philosophical hermetica comprising of mystical philosophical writings holy shit is this it virtually breaks it down to sort of um where i'm at is sort of like an astrotheologist i guess you would call it i guess that's what he's saying sweet talk joseph no this is so legit so legit my man so this dude was probably an alien (laughs) dude First of all, there are no probabilities. Yeah. That's the benefit once you hear it or read it, um, is the fact that it's given in first person and that's not possible. The things that are being said are impossible. Enough time has passed, though, that it's not like that. But, but I'm going to read that. He literally says, hey, there's a spaceship on Earth and this is where it is. <laughs> Because if all you care about is information, right? Like, that's what you start to see is when you get to everybody's civilization, Asian, Indian, African, and you get to the crux of their information, nobody's disagreeing with anybody. Right. If you figured out who, how the fuck they did it, if there was any logical explanation that people could have done it, I would be on board. I'd be like, no, okay. But, but there aren't any people saying that. In le- human beings can, there are, it's possible if you had enough power and you had enough engineering and mathematics that you could figure out how to design and construct the pyramid. Yes. But then the logistical problem of getting the stones from hundreds of miles away, massive, massive several ton up to 80 ton stones yeah that's crazy if you 500 even, miles away some of them even if you could do it let me ask you this would you build it on sand <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it was originally sand so that's the thing right this was a fertile yeah. valley yeah it was yeah right the that's, nile valley that, that they, was the reason they had they electric and wi-fi and mm. they had all of that they probably did and that's probably where the Younger Dryas Impact Theory comes in. The greatest trick is to make us believe that 
people back then were dumber and we're right. smarter. Right. And that whole thing is a fallacy. Yeah, that's and definitely not real. But it's worth it for us to believe that. I think we are the, the children of the survivors of some great catastrophe. And I think that's why every single not everybody biblical scholar. What? Not everybody. Some people. What do you mean? Are that. Some people are the survivors? Right. Well, I mean, most human beings probably got wiped out in comet storms. And I think we probably got, there's been points in history that they know of where human beings got down to like 7,000 people. Who's counting them? I think they use genetics and they backtrace and they try to find individuals that were capable of having X amount of children. I wonder how they do the calculations. It's a good question. The things in Hollywood and in, and in writing that have attracted our attention worldwide were all based on some truth. So all the stories of hobbits and have been successful in all of their genres. Why? Because they existed. Like, like we now know that there were whole pygmy groups and that, you know, we understand that that's what the seven dwarves was. Yeah. Like that island of Flores, man, that they found. The, the, they literally call it a hobbit. It was like a three foot tall person. It was covered in hair, smaller head than us, used tools. As a, as a preteen, I knew that Atlantis really existed just because of how it was spoken of offhandedly. Mm hmm. Just that it was known in early writings. Yeah. <clears throat> well, not just mentioned. But mentioned offhandedly, like you would a place that's just a landmark. Right. We landed in New York before we went to Montreal. Yeah. We were in Austin. Yeah. By, by Dallas. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen the, the guy that thinks that they found the spot in Africa? What is that, uh, that the ring called? That Jimmy Corsetti is, uh, He's on this. This dude is an, an expert in this shit. And he's an expert in uh, ancient catastrophes and, and the remnants and the evidence that shows that these civilizations existed and something happened. And he's focused on this one area in Africa that he believes is Atlantis. And he, he says it has all the hallmark characteristics and there's all the evidence of massive water erosion surrounding the area. That at one point in time, it's very likely that this area got hit with a massive flood and it matches all the characteristics of Atlantis. When you see it, when you see the way the, the concentric circles of rings, like yeah. try explaining this. <clears throat> You're going to see it. And try explaining this through a natural phenomena that doesn't exist anywhere around it. Right. Concentric circles. Are you sorry? I've got a um, message in the room I'm a bit concerned about. Are you trapped in a closet, are you? Well, um, don't let the phone go out too quickly. Um, you might be better off messaging someone else out on the actual, um, local, like local area than here if you are. 
But um, I feel sorry for you if, you if this is the situation you're in, um, Corey. But, um, yeah, there's not much more I can say about it, mate. I can't give really much more advice. That is near what used to be water, and there's heavy water erosion marks all around it that indicate massive amounts of quick-flowing water in a very short period of time. Right. Yeah. Uh, is. I forget what it's called, but I know exactly where it is. It's right here. That's it. Look at that thing. Bro, are you fucking kidding me? The reshot structure. That's it. The reshot structure. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? Now imagine if that was this massive city of concentric circles and walls and a thriving population, and then it gets hit with this water. You could see the water erosion all over the place. The whole thing looks like it's washed out. See? Yeah. It looks like it was washed out because it was. Right. That's salt, I believe. But that's yes, what there's makes... salt there. That's the other thing. But... There we go, guys. Signed, sealed, and delivered. You now know where Atlantis was. Isn't that good? Yeah, there's something in the, this broadcast more than what you might perceive sometimes. Between this and the Garden of Eden location, like these are the two, these are two of the great landmarks in uh, human history. Where's the Garden of Eden? Well, when you read the stories, right, uh -oh. the, the thing that strikes you is that it's so specific, like it says things You're in talking about the Garden of Eden that, wait a minute, if I can't find what you're talking about, this isn't even real. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like, like where the Garden of Eden was, there's, I think, four rivers that come from it. Uh-oh. And then it names two of them. Uh-oh. Like, don't name Euphrates, my friend, please. Don't bring it up, but it's like the Nile and the Euphrates. Right? Oh, so shit. So you know two of them. He did it. And it's saying, you know, it. where the four meet, this is where it is. My Lord. And, um, yeah, my whole life, I was like. He <sighs> says, he said you. This is really weird because at one period of time we're thinking no flood happens. There's so many things that have lined mm, up took my from these great religious books yeah. where, we, where we can see that, no, something happened here. Like, something happened, and these are stories of people telling stories that have been told to them for about a thousand years. But this is why, right? Yeah. This is why they happened. were told. And that's what yeah. you, that's the difference between those of us that, um, want to know the world's mysteries and conspiracy theorists. Like, there's right. nothing to we a know, guys. conspiracy theorist because you're not producing what you're using. This is but these world mysteries, like... We um, know, see. That's harder to do. A, a lie is not something that people are going to repeat for generations on generations. No, it's being no, I'm, 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 like that because people have reason to believe it to be true, and, and um, that is the answer. You go through history, you see the key. That, um, those are the stories that we still talk about, but they're still valid. Like the, there were writings that the African Dogon tribe is mm -hmm. like 
Right. Like, like they're, from like the serious star the, system. Like they're saying mm-hmm. very specific yeah. things, and for hundreds of years we're going. You guys are idiots. You don't know what you're talking about, right? right? Like somebody will have a fake star story. Right. You see? Right. And now we get to the point where we can actually see what they were talking about. What if we find out that we're aliens? Oh, shit. If we were just dropped off here a long-ass time. The Adam and Eve story is the, the story of the place where they created us. I'm sure we're the only people in the universe that think like that. You think so? Why do you think that? Um, no, no portion of humankind's story differs from that. It's all creation story. Like if you go, that's why NASA and Space Force are not more forthcoming because the further you get in space, the more obvious shit is. Like once you're up there and you're looking down this shit doesn't look like there is no god it looks like you're in the middle of somebody's workshop and they just showed you every single way that every star can be made every single way a planet can be made every way that a black hole can be a galaxy a universe and then showed you the best of the best (laughs) (laughs) it's the spot I mean, in our solar system, we're the best neighborhood that's ever existed. They all suck. Every other <laughs> planet sucks. We're rudimentary enough that we still require environmental help. Right, until you get that chip. Once you get At that each chip, point, it would be like <laughs> it would be like saying people that um didn't learn how to ride horses, they were slow. Like, they couldn't run fast enough, so they got horses. Right. No, it didn't have anything to do with that. Better's better. That's that's really what it's going to be. Better's right. better. Right. We're all going to integrate. Like, we would we, we would have told you 30 years ago that we wouldn't need a Space Force unless we went up there and found something. I think the Space Force, the idea is that they're worried about Not an idea. someone else being in space first with weapons flying around. You mean us? Yeah, well, if we can do it, they can do it. That's that, the thing. Who is they? Whoever it is. No, China. there's only humankind and yes. alien. Oh, I agree. Right. The problem is, this is what we really need. We really need this neural Two link options. to lock us all together so everybody can read everybody's mind. That's what's going to happen, and then there's going to be no more leaders. There's going to okay. be no more governments. Okay. You're being there's very be no controversial more... right now. Okay, so look. That, that, better is better. That exists already. So just understand that um, the worldwide government is way smarter than we give them credit for because we they have us believing they don't do nothing. But the truth is, like, like there's no such thing as the government um, is in bed with the Internet. No, the Internet is a government installation that they allowed the world to use for free so that they could have the information willingly because you're on it that's what it became 
Exactly. But I think that's it's what it was the to become. You think so? Yes. I think the progression of technology oftentimes leads leads itself to like even cell phones. At first, it was Michael Douglas walking on the beach in Wall Street, looking looking amazing with that brick, carrying that big brick. Like, look at that guy. He's got a phone with no cord. He's out on the beach. This is insane. To everybody having a phone. But not to everybody, because those in the ham radio community and people with the CBs, they didn't feel like that was cutting edge because it really wasn't like like it's still cutting edge to, be able to is, walk around with a device. It's a leap in technology. Here's the thing. When you look at all of our inventions, that's when you know that these um, space encounters were real because we only have advancement in a couple of industries in the world and everything else is nothing. So um, like the microwave that they had 30 years ago, it, it looks the same as the same microwave now. Why? Because it wasn't, it was done as a military thing. It was supposed to be a weapon. And then they found out, you know, it heats up food and they put a door on it. And so it hasn't changed at all because Invention is very difficult, and um, <laughs> do, you, we, do you subscribe to the idea that we get back-engineered? Absolutely. Yeah. That's why those leaps, we don't see those leaps in anything else is my point. Like, like Yeah, there's the, so the much speculation time. about the creation of uh, a bunch of different things that came out of Roswell. Fiber optics. Right. But remember, yeah. 20 years ago, 15 years ago, this is crazy talk. Crazy talk. But, yeah. but, but, but now it's, but it's not. Like, it's at the point, at, at this point, like, Area 51 would have to be doing something. They were definitely doing something. Right. Yeah. And nobody's telling a differing story as to what it is. Right. Like, people have great imaginations all through history they could make up something the only damning information is if you read 3,000 accounts of of these entities and realize wait a minute why is everybody describing the same couple of things right like there's no right <laughs> there's no outliers like every there's like three different things they describe yeah, they describe. They said that this the, the documented eight to twelve. We're not talking about English speaking people. We're talking about world worldwide, worldwide. right? Worldwide. Like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what is striking. Indigenous people in Australia drew them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Nobody's saying anything outlandish, and no. that's what you get to when you go religiously. Mm-hmm. Or, well, the alien thing is a bit of a religion to a lot of folks. They they don't want to believe it's a necessary fake. component. Yeah, it, whatever religion you're a part of, at some point it says you were contacted that there yeah. was a fight in heaven, mm -hmm. and you know, yeah. this happened and that happened. Yep, every and single one of them. Everyone without. Nobody's telling a different story. Everybody's right. telling the same stories. Yeah. Like, that's how you know that um, 
vagina and gold are universal things because in everybody's story, none of these otherworldly interests, entities had any interest in anything other than women um, and gold. Right. Pussy or gold. Like, because, and, and you understand that now when you start learning about what's in space, because mm. you can see that any element or any commodity that we sell here is abundant in space, like trash. Um, you know, they found one meteor that was worth all the money on Earth. Yeah. Seven, <laughs> $770 billion. No, it was trillion. It was another it number. Is. Some crazy, crazy number. Num right. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they know that there's there's spots in space that have abundant minerals that are very valuable. And the 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 thing about the um the Sumerian story, the Sumerian tech story, real last story I'm gonna make everyone a billionaire on this earth. Everyone would be a billionaire. <laughs> But Every un, person un, would earn un, seven, several billion dollars. It, it, so it sounds jokey, right? But understand, somebody got this contract. Like, they right. broke this up into several worldwide contracts. Like 10,000 quadrillion. It's just there. But here's the thing. If you got that much gold, is gold valuable anymore? Because one of the things about gold is that there's not that much of it. You know, if you look at, you ever seen the that, number of gold on Earth? That's not necessary in capitalism. They showed us that with diamonds. This That's is, true. They could hide it, it. It is about the perception of things. And um, if I buy up all of something, it is rare now. Immediately. Right. Just because I have control of all of it. Right. And that is worth killing Tesla over. Mm. And that's why... Yeah. The people are still in business in Hollywood because everything's a commodity. Did you ever read, um, you ever heard of Zechariah Sitchin? Zechariah Sitchin was a biblical scholar who, uh, he deciphered the Sumerian texts. And he's like an expert in language. And when he deciphered, the, he might not have been a biblical scholar. Might have just have been a language expert. But either way, he de it. deciphered these texts mm -hmm. and wrote these books about the real meaning behind everything they were saying. And he said that the reason why we are so fascinated with gold is that the Anunnaki literally would have us mine gold for them because they needed it to protect their atmosphere. So what they would do is take gold, which is a very rare um, in what it does. What gold can do is you can take a little piece of gold like this big and coat this entire table. It's real weird. Right. So very, and it, you could turn into a fine dust and they suspended this fine dust in their atmosphere to protect them from a, a degrading atmosphere because they were getting global warming or whatever. Everybody that was. He wrote about in, this in the seventies. It doesn't matter because everybody in Egypt knew it. Like this is where the alchemy. I'm. <sighs> Yeah, it's where it all originated. Right. Well, like, we don't even know what they knew. None of those people are saying, hey, I came up with this shit. They're saying... Right, somebody gave it to us. Somebody who came from this place here came yeah. and told us that this is how this goes and this is what this is worth. Yeah. Because I'm saying um, the people that were being abused in the mines going to get the diamonds... 
it was it wasn't like that for them. It was just them getting these rocks. And this right. crazy guy's gonna pay a day's wages for us to gather rocks. Let's gather them. I found it um I found it an interesting correlation between Cornwall and um Africa. Um there was a gentleman a few years back I forget his name. Uh, damn it. Anyway, he'd done a book called Adam's Calendar. Um oh, I can't believe I've forgotten his name. But that was a fascinating story. I looked towards these sort of gold projects back then in that era. And um goes into not ring circles on the country, just thousands and thousands of them. I know it's a it's an astronomical number anyway. And um so yeah, just I wonder where the Cornish connection because their miners and stuff come into play in ancient history. That'd be a fascinating study. Right. You know, this is but when you follow back, it's all about the information and and at the top of it, nobody's trying to claim it. Like nobody's saying Right, I invented this. Yeah. Yeah, that is wild. If, if if imagine this, that's how we're getting most of our shit. Back engineered stuff they leave for us. We have to figure it out, sort through it. The people that have alien technology, if the the people that do have an alien craft that they work on, what a weird reality you must live in. The whole rest of the world's got guessing, and you got this thing in front of you, like, oh, this is real. We have one. I can show it to you. That's how everybody in Space Force will have to feel, right? Right, they must. How many of you think see shit? I'm saying, how do you think Elon Musk really feels? Like, I don't think he's going to tell you. No, I'm saying in his head, can he still have a superhero? Or is he one of them? You know he's one of them. Like, If you're the richest dude in the world and you're also a super genius, how the fuck do you stop yourself from thinking you're a superhero? That's the big question. No, it's not like that. No? No, it doesn't have superhero side effects to it. I mean, you would probably think. Like, the more you know, the more you know how little you know. That's true, too. there's not a, you know what I mean? And nobody has ownership of information. That's that's why um, reading books moves civilization. Mm -hmm. Because, um, like, when I... When I said, like, you know, I read 3,000 books, people were like, yeah, right. <laughs> but, you know, every everything in life is about the environment it, it was grown in, the Petri dish, right? So if I told you that from the time I was 8 to the time I was 12, um, I never celebrated any birthdays. I never went to a birthday party. I never had a Thanksgiving, a Christmas. I never trick-or-treated. I wasn't allowed to watch movies and I wasn't allowed to watch TV. Um, All I could do was read. If I told you that, then you will understand that for eight hours a day, I got eight hours and I can read and I love to read. And so I'm reading books that are 250, 200 pages and it takes me about an hour to read one. So yeah, I'm I'm reading eight a day. Yeah, like all I'm doing is reading because that's what. So I'm I'm checking out twenty books 
the limit at the library is 20 books at one time. So I'm going Monday, Wednesday, and Friday just because this is my thing. Like, So you're getting 60 books a week? Minimum. Because Really? Yeah, yeah, because I'm reading more than that because I still have religious books that I have to read. So understand this is pre-internet first. Right. So understand that in reading one thing that I'm reading, right? Right. This one thing that I'm reading is also requiring me to have this appendix book that is the source book that it's telling me it's getting these things from. And so I've got four books open at a time just for this one book. Like, mm. um, but yeah, I'm so first, I, I guess between eight and 12, I'm only, I'm, I'm a, I can read classics and nonfiction. So I'm saying no novels or anything like that. I'm just reading the, like, Time Life has, like, 1,800 of these individual books um, on all subjects of the world. And um, So you just spent most of your time reading? Not most, all of it. All of your time reading. And then when did it... That was my thing, because... um, like, like I was able to be in each of these stories. You follow right. what I'm saying? And and um, I was getting so much information. Like half of those, I probably had to write a one-page report on after, you know. But, um, yeah, that was my whole thing and I, the numbers aren't even really accurate because I read more than that because like sometimes <laughs> sometimes I would read something and I wouldn't get it like Ugh. like there was this classic book called Little Women that I probably read it four times because I just didn't I didn't understand it and I knew it was a classic but I never read it what's it about <sighs> have about you read it Jamie some little women Kid, I just I just watched an episode of Curb where they're talking about it. What is the story well, about? Well, I here's the sisters, thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like four sisters think okay. that. Okay, but they they have money and a an incredible circumstance. But the thing was, I didn't have any sisters, so I didn't have anything to pull from, and I didn't have women in my life like that. So. Um, yeah, a lot of things I would have to read multiple times for me to get. Right, to try to think how they thought. Right, well, yeah, like, even, like, um, The Three Musketeers, like, I probably read it three times because, I, you know, <laughs> it was so, I read it, like, the first time to read it, but then the next time I had to read it again because these characters were really distinct characters. Right. And I couldn't figure out, wait a minute, did this happen really in history or was somebody just this good at telling this story of the you know but um but it's things like that that leads you to the knights templar story which leads you to you know seeing how things through history 
have remained. You know what I mean? Like, um, all of that you get from the books. Well, history to me has always been the most fascinating thing because you can't quite imagine it. You're trying to imagine it, you're piecing it together, yeah. listen to these stories, and you just sit back and go, what the fuck was that like? Right. No Which is what we create ago. every day. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we're we're creating the future's version of what the fuck was that like. This this yeah. place right here freaks me out the most. This this uh this area, specifically this area of Texas, the hill country, was just all Native Americans forever. There's thousands of arrowheads, man. Look here's at this. A, here's My the friend thing. found this on his ranch. None none of those people, when we say those people, none of them picked a bad place ever. No. That's when you understand that there's a grid. Yeah. Because nobody's holy people pick bad spots. No. Everybody understood certain things about the area and long before they had x-ray machines. And yeah. if you just went by that in the whole world, you would start to understand like the true power of the Vatican and the fact that certain things are based on real shit, like the Ark of the Covenant ain't some spooky little story. It's what do you think like, it is? Think it's like a nuclear generator or something like that? What do you think it is? <clears throat> Whatever the nucleus is, that would nuclearly power something <laughs> that would have initially been in the pyramids would also have been in the Ark of the Covenant, right. which would be the same thing. Right. Something that can't fuck with and right. it's radioactive and it's very powerful that's why they but it still has to be it. oh shit that's what Imagine. i'm saying nobody's telling any crazy stories my man not globally no no every everything well, it gets less about crazy something. every year it gets less crazy every year yeah. 20 years ago talking about any of this stuff was straight up nonsense yes but now people are like hold on that's probably what disclosure actually looks like it yes. looks like a slow trickle integration mm -hmm. into the zeitgeist to the point where it's just normal. Because a lot of times they're right. Yeah. A lot of times it turns out that they were right. That yeah. no, we couldn't have told people that because yeah, they would have went and this would have happened and that would have happened. And you can start to see that. Like, yeah, that's why. Tell me about when when you, you think about what what people have always believed. That's why angels and devils freak me out. Because no one wants to believe that there's a Satan, that there's a devil. You believe in astronauts, though, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but people have always said there is. You mean a bad and a good? Yeah, not just a bad and a good, but an actual evil, malevolent force. No, just start with bad okay, and good. Yes, bad okay, yes, Okay, so yeah. if we started bad and good, then we understand what must be at the extremes of that. Right. Nobody's telling a different story. And then there's a concept of actual entities. Yes. Actual demonic entities that do exist. Well, I'm saying your DNA is either fused or it's not. If it is, it requires a fuser. Mm. That's all. A fuser. Right. What do you mean by that? I'm I'm saying... If they tell you that certain parts of your DNA are fused, 
that requires a fuser. Did I say that right? I'm not sure. I see what you're saying. The, the structure to us in everything, all of it, does seem remarkable. In a no mistakes type of way. Yeah, in a synchronistic sort of a way. Which flies in the face of the accidental big bang, nothing from nothing way of thinking. And it always has been. Well, that's what I think, like, in the beginning there was light when they talk about that. If you were going to describe the beginning of the universe, even if you're describing the big bang, which there's a lot of speculation that that wasn't necessarily the beginning. Uh, there might be a continuous cycle of these events happening over and over again. But if you were talking about a creation story, you would say in the beginning there was light. There was. It's fucking enormous amount of light. It created the entire universe. Literally. Literally. Right. I think. Which is all it says. And, and, and here's the, like, whatever they say that hell or Hades is in any of these religions worldwide, it is the perfect description for what a black hole is in real life. It is. You fall through forever. A bottomless pit. Yeah. Where time doesn't exist. Where time does not exist. Where you don't die, but you don't exit. Where the information... Like, and it eats stars. Right. <laughs> but, but how... But... It eats stars and galaxies, yeah. all that, right? But but we can have multiple of them, and it will still be okay. They're the center, <laughs> the center of That's the flex. Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, That's we're fine flex. with them. Right. It's like if you live in Africa, you got to deal with lions. What's this thing? Oh, it kills everything. Right. Everything what? Everything it touches. Everything, everything. It's going to get us eventually, but not now. What? You mean you have flex. two of them? <laughs> They find them floating around. They find them. They mm-hmm. find them floating around. Right. I mean, they mm-hmm. notice them. Yeah. They notice that they're out there floating around. Yeah. They found one that's so fucking big. So they we did this thing when we played a video of how small the Earth is in comparison to the sun, how small the sun is in comparison to giant stars, and how st- small giant stars are into the most the most massive, supermassive black hole that they know currently. It's bananas. Our perfect habitat is so perfect that anyone universally with sense would say, whew, location, location, location. <laughs> you know? Like the greatest real estate agent yeah. ever. If the moon or the sun were further back, we'd... We'd be fucked. Yeah, or, clo- or closer. Or like, like yeah. the whole thing is, you know, someone later saying... <clears throat> Do you think Beverly Hills was uh you think this was an area they built on purpose? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> was. Oh, don't let me. Oh. Just imagine if the, the moon was slightly smaller. Just imagine. <sighs> Look. Imagine if the earth was slightly further away from the sun. They know that. It's to the point where it, some of it might have been artificially done, and they're aware of that. They're they're aware of um, the truth. So the specifics of the moon. solar system. Oh, the moon. Right. I've heard that theory. That's a wild theory. 
Well, some of it's not theory. Like I, I was, I was on that subject as a teenager, but as a grown person is when the um, thing happened where they hit it with the missile and it rang like a bell. Yeah. Like certain things are. Um, what was the explanation for that? Because it did have some sort of a crazy, like... The question is, who will <laughs> offer an explanation? Right. Because it wasn't like... that. They they didn't just do it once. Like, all, all accounts say it rang like a bell for hours and hours and hours. Like, Imagine if that's a feature for a stable planet that they put there. Well, that's how Xbox works. Really? You know? Um, or PlayStation. I'm an Xbox guy, but I'm saying, you know, you have your gaming system and it just requires that and your Wi-Fi nearby and bam, you know, right. make things happen. And so many of our things globally, we come by understanding that and the magnetics and dynamics and things that really work. There's a lot of people that think that whatever we're seeing isn't just from another planet, but from another dimension, that they're dimensional travelers, that they have access to places that we don't have access to. Because we're too primitive. We, we can't wrap our head around it as a civilization. We haven't reached the ability to transcend, but that they can and that they're here all the time. Well, the way we look at it, you know, we're the greatest spot in the universe, but the travelers don't lead us to believe that. Well, there's always competition. There's always going to be a greater civilization than the one previous. There's always going to be more. There's always going to be more. If people are going to innovate to the point where they're going to make spacecrafts, that means these people are competing with each other. These things, whatever they are, they're still, they, they must be in some sort of competition. There must be something that motivates them. And so, right, but at, at that level, competition is healthy, and there are no unhealthy components. Hopefully. So, well, no, yeah. I'm not, not hopefully, definitely. Once, once we're all um, building space, personal space um, contraptions for ourselves, we're going to push one another. It's it's not just. Um, we're going to all want the best one. Yeah. And um, we're going to insist that that be the case, just like we do with cars. When I said hopefully, what I mean is that, like, hopefully they will be, like, healthy, friendly competition. That's what motivates them. What's not hopeful is that they could be robotic, emotionless things that have transcended biological needs and that they just have a function. That function is seeding intelligent life in the universe and establishing just like you would be a farmer and you would go out and leave hay for the animals needs are primitive yeah they are primitive but it we're always moving into some more and more complex direction technologically it seems like that's never going to stop right and the only thing that makes sense to me is that we're we're doing something because that's like what we're literally designed to do it's we have all these things that sort of motivate people and greed and yeah. lust and curiosity. Yeah. But what we're doing is we're always making better things. Yeah. Constantly making better things. 
this this is the whole thing I was talking to someone the other night about is that if we're a spark of the creator, how would the creator know certain particles between a fingers of a human, for instance, or the, the walk of an animal a certain way and all these things? And I think that is a high possibility that this is where creation is actually the biggest spark in why we're adventurers and conquerors and we want to go to the stars and beyond. It is, um, I think it's just part of the spark of the um, the essence and um, that is just in all of us. Um, we want to excel to a different um, level and experience different things like the spark wants to experience, so to speak. Other things, which yeah. would lead ultimately to the creation of a higher life form, some some more intelligent, emotionless being, and that's the scary thought: is that all this life out there is life that was created by biological creatures who had these desires and needs that ultimately led to them making a better version of them, and then that is like the butterfly that comes out of the cocoon. As soon as we put people in space, we became aliens that day, right? Right. Yeah. A lot of things are perspective. That's true. <laughs> right. I mean, you could say you're a camper, but you really only go in a tent in your yard. You're still kind of camping. Well, you know, I'm, but that's I'm, what we're I'm doing. Saying as far our, as space our, our guy has put a date on the uh, Mars colonization, yeah. though, right? Yeah, but he's also put a date on the Roadster. When that Tesla Roadster's coming out, that motherfucker's never going to see the light of day. <laughs> when, is, when is that car coming out? No, because... I, about it the other day. That car is supposed to be out for years. Yeah, we've got two or three years for that. That's, God damn that's part of being a billionaire. <laughs> sure. Is it's not worth putting out something that's not right. It doesn't matter how bad it's wanted. Well, he actually explained that. He said it was man manufacturing is insanely difficult. The way he explained it, it's it, uh, you know you don't consider it because you know people just manufacture things, think it's normal. But he was like the process of manufacturing, especially like a car, an electric car, insanely difficult. He, he had a harder time doing that Cybertruck than he did. Yeah, <laughs> space stuff. Cybertruck's hard. What's well, all folded steel? It's this fucking massive 7,000 plus pound folded steel truck that goes zero to 60 in three seconds. And it looks like it's from the future. It looks like if you it's were going to watch the hottest thing movie, on Mars. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like the most futuristic car ever. Right. Yeah. But as kids, that's what we drew. I don't know when we're going to Mars and I don't know who the fuck's going to do that. That's a six month journey. And you're just hoping. So what? <sighs> Several so billionaires were talked into getting into a capsule with <laughs> limited air. <laughs> <laughs> Go a long way down. <laughs> Whoa. That's Whoa. a dark way to die. Just knowing well, that you chose just, to Just do know, it. even if you're a racist hearing this, all death is dark. So What I mean is the last moments must be horrific no more no creaking. no more horrific than anyone else's i know but there's something about the choice of being you know thousands of feet under the water no it's being a billionaire it's crushing 
Your soul dies long before <laughs> <laughs> I could have done anything. <sighs> this is what I chose. That's hilarious. Yeah, that death. <laughs> that guy could be fishing in Maui right now. <laughs> with a nice cold beer, hanging out with his friends, listening to some music. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, he hears, right? He has like carbon fiber starting to crack. God damn! It's already done at that point. Yep, None of that's done. happening. They knew those people were dead a long time ago, which is interesting because I didn't know how sophisticated the underwater listening devices are. But they have these super sophisticated underwater listening devices everywhere to make sure that Russia's not sneaking up on us. Because Russia will sneak up on a motherfucker. Russia snuck up on people before. Sir. None of that is for Russia. You think it's for aliens? None of that is for Russia. Um, you, think it's, you think it's for aliens? Um, that would be the wildest what, shit of all time. What, what, underwater listening devices because oh, they knew the aliens were under there. Okay. Let's see if this is weed talk or not. Let's go. So, which one do we know more about? Do we know more about space or do we know more about the ocean? We know more about space. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a bit more. Okay. So, yeah. He, yeah. And part of that is because... The ocean is very at, difficult to penetrate. At, at some point, it's government... Um, They're hiding things from us. I would hide things from people. I would definitely make it illegal for you to have a submarine. You can have a yacht. They, don't get crazy. You can't go underwater. I got to know where the fuck you are. I need to collect taxes. Well, if I'm, you're floating I'm, around, I could pull up. It was a conspiracy theory at one point that you you know the government got uh, bases inside of mountains. Right. Well, until they had to expand the boundary behind Area 51 and make Area 51 larger, they never even admitted it existed. It wasn't until the Obama administration that they actually came out and said, Area 51 is a real thing. We need more land. <laughs> you ever see the video of Bob Lazar, the guy who used to work there? Have you ever seen that guy? That's a I wild I was following one. old Bob Lazar. Yeah. What do you think about that? Do you think he's telling the truth? Here's the thing, Joe. Just, just an opinion, but what I find fascinating is the lack of imagination in any of these stories where imagination could apply. Like, like if someone was bullshitting, you'd see <laughs> evidence of it. Like, right? Because that's right, the thing. If people right. bullshit, they kind of bullshit about everything. Right. Because like, they think they're smart enough to trick you. No one's smart enough <laughs> to come up with one story only their whole life. Their whole life, they're straight, down the middle, square, tell the truth all the time. But one time, they decide to have a whopper of a lie and just fabricate this thing and structure no, it. You're seeing somebody tell you a story. That is the only explanation for certain things that are happening. Yeah. Like, Especially he tells you a story, and then you have independent people who also used to work for the government now becoming whistleblowers and saying 
there's a crashed retrieval program. Crashed UFO retrieval program. It goes back to what I'm saying, Joe. These are the. This is how you say this without getting canceled. Look, you do think they're doing something, don't you? <laughs> they're doing something. They wouldn't we, tell us because everything we doing. we want to believe like yeah. nobody's doing nothing. Like no, no, we're doing stuff. Like they're doing something. <laughs> they're just not telling us. That that's part of it, though, right? You know what the people involved in the retrieval called the vehicles? They call them donations. Right. Well, because um, that's what they think they are. They think that the limited times that these crafts have shown themselves. You didn't. You as the driver or the occupant didn't mean for that to be your destination. And um, you don't take anything. Uh, You only give. Therefore, that's why it's known as a donation. Mm. Because it's like um, it's what you would say if one of those meteors that we were talking about, if one just the size of a refrigerator landed in your backyard, like a billion dollars can land in your backyard, easy peasy, or obliterate an entire city <laughs> and send everybody back to the Stone Age. That's the wildest one. Right, but the but it's not that wild if you look at the moon. Right. The moon shows you the evidence and that's a thing. Right. Like if we could just look at it, it's just filled with holes. Right. <laughs> Big fucking craters all over that you could see with the naked eye. Well, I'm saying most of the people that are in America and drive in urban settings know what potholes are. And so, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah. This is a weird time where people are just starting to pay attention to so many of these subjects. And so many of these things, like, are we alone? Have there been advanced civilizations before? How did we it's, become it, us? It's been a conversation at all points in yeah. in time. Like, But more people are having it now without fear of being labeled an idiot. Well, it's because information is now... Um, a free commodity, whereas in different points in history, it wasn't like that. Like, right. Um, uh, it was you, protected. You didn't make enough money to get access to this information. And no, no matter where you're looking, information is the driving force of almost every war and conflict. It's, it's, uh, um, yeah. It, it was about the place that you conquered not only did you conquer them, but you got a chance to know what they knew. Pretty much spot on there. There's no doubt about it. Unfortunately, we're going to come to the end of the show in about 10 minutes. So I'm going to play five more minutes. I'm going to take it out and then come back in and play the rest of it. And that, you found, was more important than anything else. Mm. And that's... um... Well, think about the people that live just before they translated the Bible from Latin. How many people couldn't read it? Well, that was part of the experience that you were getting from church was the fact that people, that it was being read to you. Right. You see what I'm saying? It, not what we have currently where you have the book and they have the book, but, you know, 
this person is literally um, reciting the word of God to you. Yeah. Yeah. And he becomes the holder of all that information and the only one. All holders of all information are that. Yep. It's like a human pattern Mm -hmm. that people follow, even if they just run an internet company. Even if they run a social media company, they follow that same pattern. Well, because... Everything in the universe, everything on this planet, everything that we could look at in the wildlife or in the plant life or every everything is a formula. Everything is that way. Yeah. And that's one of the, um, you know, the science and math go together with um, the occult and alchemy and um, all of these Things are based on things like, like even the Smurfs story, right? The Smurfs are based on something? Well, um, religious people would say, oh, you can't watch the Smurfs because it's bad because they have witchcraft and stuff in there. But the whole thing is it's based on this, um, the homunculus, the idea that you can create a human life form without a mother or a father so really that's what the smurfs are based on so (laughs) so who what what two smurfs do you think got together and had smurfette she was the only female of the smurfs so it's a good question well, it's not a question in the Smurfs. They tell you. They tell you that uh, Gargamel made Smurfette. But, you know, in somebody's history, I don't want to say what race of people or group of people it is, but in somebody's history, you know, there was um, this homunculus uh, thing. Like and, a genetically and, engineered human? Life form. Life yeah. form. Mm-hmm. Creature. Right. Whoa. And so, you know, it's spoken of it's in history um, very sparingly. But, um, you know, a lot of things in 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 the world are, are about perception, you know? Yeah. So we don't believe that there's clones. We don't believe that because we don't feel like we have the technology. But the truth is, if you go body part to body part, you'll go... Uh, what if I lost two legs? Well, we give you two legs. Well, what about two arms? I could give you two arms. Okay. Well, what about the heart? Yeah, no problem. What about the? What about the? Like we're already. Yeah. All you'd have to do is make a clone brain dead. Figure out how to engineer a brain dead clone that'll grow organs for you. Look. And then they'll make cloning legal. Because then you'll never have to worry. Hey, cat, you need a new heart. Guess this, what? This, sir. This is the same. This is the same pathway that everybody is on in all of these departments. Like, this is, this is what you, like, people spend their life trying to find the cure for a cancer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and working as hard as they can every single day. You know what I mean? Unsuccessfully. We, those are the type of people that help make the world go around, you know. Mm-hmm.
Yeah, because it's all about information. And we, and we be so close most of the time. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. how you, you can see when we've had influence from something else. Well, I think it's very possible that we have. It's just so frustrating when you want to know. You know, it's one of those things where life would change forever if you had undeniable contact with something. It would just change forever. Your perception of life, you, you, just to drive through the in-and-out drive-through would be different. Everything would be different. Right, but you Taking can, a shit would be different. There's aliens out there. There's, you could say that about smelling salts or, <laughs> or mushrooms. Or you could say that about lots of things. Yeah, um, but about that specifically, that if that if we knew that that was real, because I think it's probably true, but I still hold open the path, the the possibility that it's all bullshit. Right. Let's take it over to a part two for sure. There's no doubt about it. Catch us on the next episode. Oh, 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 hey, I'm a zero. The